Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter. You may be wondering, where is the theme song? I figured I wouldn't do it, because this is a bonus episode where I'm kind of separating something that I was gonna maybe do for the this week's episode of the LSU Flying Tigers podcast, uh, but I figured I'd separate it just because I feel like the two things that I do want to do, um, they don't really fit well together. So I figured I'd do this thing first, because it's way more important and kind of deserves to be taken seriously. And then the next thing is a lot more fun. So yeah. Um, this is basically a follow-up to the uh, last episode of this show. Um, more specifically, the second part. Where I talked about that uh, Inside Gymnastics Clemson article. about Amy, uh, Where it was an interview with Amy Smith. Because the person who wrote it contacted me. And I think... I hope you don't mind, Ashley... Um, but I think it's important that people know about the context behind it, because a lot of people seem to get angry about it, and I feel like you have given context as to why maybe don't shoot the messenger, like it's not necessarily your fault, and also, this is good reason why people should start, they should know who to hold accountable for this. First things first, I mentioned in that uh, episode from last time about the ellipsis in the responses, and yeah, of course I was overthinking that. That was just a bunch of repeating, and to make it more clear, it had nothing to do with anything. So, that was me overthinking, but you know what? Every little detail counts. Um, so yeah, that, that, thank you for that. Uh, but we need to know about the context of the article itself. Specifically, when it was getting formulated and how it came together, which basically confirmed a theory I had, that... This was not about Amy Smith. That was all later. That came out of nowhere. She mentioned how, um, you know, that literally it was like, ooh, I'm going to write this article on Clemson, and when they hire their head coach, I know what I want to ask. That's reasonable. I get that. Hey, that's how it works sometimes. You have a story. You never know what's going to happen. But the problem is... um. So basically, she said that, you know, she was asked to do a story on the launch of the program, which that's what we got here. If you read through the article itself, which again, I'm going to link it because frankly, it's a well done article and, you know, hey, this was put in the hands of the right person. She's a good writer, you know, check out her stuff. And yes, I will literally gush over anyone who's a good writer. Excuse me for being a journalist, uh... I like good journalism, and I like good writing, and when people do a good job for it, they should be appreciated because writers don't get enough appreciation. Um, so I figured I should do it, if no one else is gonna. So anyway, yeah, um, just talk about that. Then, um, yeah, you know, do the piece. And then the coaching announcement happened. Uh, I don't have any context about, um, you know whether or not it was before or after she got announced, when the announcement came, was it like, whoa, that's a shock that came out of nowhere? Or, yeah, I was pretty sure they were going to announce a coach soon, I just don't know who it is. But nonetheless, it happened. The point was about um, launching the program, which I assumed, because if you read the questions, the questions are really good for about launching the program about what it takes to launch a program, about the fact that, you know, talk to the last person who launched a Power 5 gym program, uh, which, that was such a good question, oh my goodness, like, hats off, good question, 
very good question. That That's from someone who knows what they're doing. And as a person who, um, well, let's just say if you've seen my interview with Aaliyah, you would know that eh, I had my problems with doing research. That's always been fun. But, but it brings to a point that I don't like um, in journalism in general. And it was the idea that Clemson had to get the questions beforehand. That's a load of crap to me. In fact, it's a load of crap in general. You shouldn't get prior uh, restraint on the questions. That's just, like, kind of ethically wrong. I'm not saying she was wrong to do it. No. She was asked to do it. I'm saying it's wrong as a... And I, I understand why you don't want to, you know, have something in there where it's like, whoa, this is messed up. But still, you don't get to look over questions. That's not your job. This is not a PR piece. This is a journalism piece. No one looked over my questions before I asked them to Aaliyah. At no point did I let that happen. That's wrong. I don't let anyone look at the questions I'm going to ask before I ask them. The only way I'd let someone know what questions are uh, before being asked is if, like, it's absolutely necessary or if it's like, okay, I know what I need to get here. So, for example, if I was going to, I can actually use a pretty good example. Um, So, one of the pieces that I did, the first piece I did this year for my class uh, was on the situation with parking uh, with these signs by the gates on LSU's campus. And so one of the people I interviewed uh, was the guy who runs that whole thing. He's the transportation demand manager for LSU parking. Um, And for him, I sent him a few questions beforehand because it was that wasn't like a whole gotcha thing. It's so that you know what to expect, so that you know what I'm trying to get, and so that I can get the sound bites I need for that thing. There are some types of interviews where you don't want that. You don't want someone to be able to think about it. You want to get their natural reaction. How they feel about it. Their emotional reaction. This is an example of that, where I would rather have that. Now, she did mention that, you know, couldn't not ask about the allegations. And of course Clemson was okay with that, because if they weren't, ooh baby, that would look really bad for them in a lot of ways. You can't just not address the elephant in the room. But addressing the elephant in the room and actually getting to the bottom of it, mm, different things. That never happened. But is that her fault? No. Is that Clemson's fault? Oh, 100%. I'm about to bash Clemson for how they handled this thing because I don't like it. And no, there's a difference between legal and ethical. And this is where I'm talking about ethical problems. But yeah. Um, wanted to ask some more things. Just got interrupted. Again, I really don't, I have a problem with that. I don't know if that's standard stuff, but hey, personal feeling. Yeah, and, and I get it. Again, I get it. Maybe that's just because they didn't want it to get off track from the original message, but that's fine. So here, that's all I really have to say, is that um, there was someone that was an intermediary who was looking over the questions, that this was never originally about her, and that the way it got handled why it felt like it was unsatisfactory, um, at least in addressing the allegations, is because it really didn't have a chance to be. Like, this was never going to be a story about that. So, people who got angry that there wasn't much of a thing about the allegations themselves, I think that that's just a lack of knowledge because, frankly, that was never given. And I feel like it's important that people know that so they don't shoot the messenger. Like, hey, 
It's not her fault that the story she pitched had to change, but that she wasn't able to change it or that it wasn't changed to anything else. But guess what? That story's over with. We are now in the present and we are past that story and we are now into the story itself of Amy Smith and the allegations. This is where things need to go differently. Um, so like, so like, um, yeah, here, here's what, here's what I have to say. I said this at the end. This needs to be addressed by a proper local journalist. I'm thinking about reaching out and I was thinking about doing it beforehand. I'm probably going to do it uh, sooner rather than later. I've been getting stuff ready for the next episode because it's going to be fun. Um, but a local journalist in Clemson needs to start asking questions and they don't need to go to Amy Smith. She's not the one you ask. You ask administration. They need to be held accountable. You ask the AD. You ask anybody that was in the decision-making process and who allowed this to happen. And you ask them important questions. I can think of several off the top of my head. What qualifications uh, did she have that made you want to hire her as the head coach? That's a pretty decent question. Because think about it. She had multiple years of experience. That's pretty good. Were you looking for those? Uh, who were some other candidates that you had in mind? Why her specifically? And then ask the really tough questions. Did you take into account the fact that she had a lot of transfers out of her program over the last few years, a rate that was alarming to many people in the sport? Not just, you know, like from media to actual fans to gymnasts themselves, it was alarming. Were you aware of the allegations against her? Did the allegations that came out after you announced her hiring impact anything that you had done? Were you reconsidering the hire? Are you reconsidering the hire? What are you going to do to make sure that the things that were alleged don't happen? How are you going to hold her accountable? You let her hire one of her assistant coaches that was apparently complicit in this abuse. Why did you let that happen? Did you vet him? Did you give her 100% control of the hiring process for assistant coaches? Why did you do that? There are so many questions that need to be asked because we need to find the answer to why did the... I was about to call them the University of Clemson. It's Clemson University. Why did Clemson University hire someone who should not be coaching right now? Someone who has directly harmed people by their actions. Someone who is considered abusive. I'm not saying they're abusive. I can't say that because I've never met her and because I've never suffered at the hands and the mouth because it's apparently verbal too. Uh, it's not you know, physical abuse, it's more verbal abuse. So, more of the mouth. Um, but I've not suffered that abuse. So there are people who have. And I believe them. Because they, A, have no reason to lie. And B, it is so traumatizing for them. And this whole collective experience thing, it's just very reasonable to believe them. This is the kind of thing that happens in a sport like this, sadly. It is far too common in the sport of gymnastics where you see abusive coaches. Why are you, as a university, going to hire one as the first coach in your program's history? The good news for you is that you have time. You have over 600 days. You should right this wrong immediately. Admit your mistakes. 
most places, most D1 universities don't want to admit their mistakes. It's the reason why LSU decided to hide Title IX issues. It's the reason why most universities cover up sexual assault. Because it seems like it'll be worse to admit that you have a problem than to just pretend that problem doesn't exist. In reality, when it comes out that you do have that problem, you look even worse in the end. If you admit that you have an issue, and then you put your damn time and energy into fixing that issue, people are going to look at you differently. They're going to look at you in a positive light. If you continue to show them that you care, that's really good PR. And it might cost you some money, but damn it, it's worth it. Caring is worth it. Giving a damn is worth it. This hire isn't worth it. You, la you not responding isn't worth it. You starting off with the worst PR possible is not worth it. You're not going to grow your program in any way that you would hope for. You're going to get recruits. You're going to get good ones. You have the name Clemson University. You're going to be in the ACC, and there are more gymnasts than there are programs in this country. And especially when it comes to the talent that wants to go and get a scholarship and do it, they'll do it. Oh, they'll do it. And she'll break them. And you can't let that happen. And you can prevent it from happening. And it's really not that hard to do it. All you have to do is listen to the people that she's harmed and take their experiences as if they're real and understand. But you're not holding yourselves accountable. So it's time for someone else to do it. If you're a local journalist in Clemson, South Carolina, you need to be all over this story. If you're a sports journalist, you need to be all over this story. You need to be interviewing people. You need to ask the question, why is she here? Because these allegations are very, very horrifying. I don't talk about the specifics of them because I don't want to re-traumatize people. Because if any of the people who actually lived it are listening... Probably hearing her name is enough to re-traumatize you. I don't know. Here's what I do know. That that article didn't have a chance to hold Amy Smith accountable. But there are others that can. Hopefully someone in Clemson is looking into this. They've heard about everything. And they're willing to do something to try and figure it out. I mean, heck... They got lucky that this was at the end of the school year because it's possible that student journalists could have figured this out. Student journalists at LSU working for the Reveille were the ones that broke the story about just how horrible the cells were. The um, women's tennis coaches that somehow stayed around for an extra year. I don't know how they got to do that either, but a toxic culture within that program. That was student journalists. Or let me rephrase that. Students that are journalists. Not student journalists, students that are journalists. Because if I do, if I call it student journalists, then people are going to dismiss it. Journalist students. Okay? They just so happen to be that. They're not getting paid um, by a major media company. No. They just so happen to be on LSU's campus. It's unfortunate that this happened so close to the end of the semester. Had this not, I guarantee you who would have been on the case. But this is your job. 
So an investigative journalist, you need to start asking the questions. I'll look into it. If anybody who listens to this knows a journalist in Clemson, South Carolina, who covers Clemson on the regular, please get them in contact with me. Uh, either, it was like, I have my Twitter uh, at in the description of this episode. Just tell them to DM me there. My DMs are open. Um, get me in contact with them so we can start doing this. I want there to be accountability. This is a sport that's lacked accountability for far too long. It continues to lack accountability. It continues to see abusers walk and get away with whatever they want. Because the system is broken. Let's at least have one person held accountable. Two people held accountable, really. Let's, let's do something. That's one step. That'll help people. Let's save some lives out there. It is really a, the thing about life or death. Let's save some lives from being ruined. Because this is a sport. This is a game. It is not about being abused. Abuse should not be considered normal in anything. Ever. That's why it's called abuse. That's why we have such a negative connotation towards the term. You cannot normalize it. It needs to be ridded from the sport. It needs to have a... This sport needs a fumigation, doesn't it? Maybe, maybe that's what it needs. Let's just smash a couple termites while we, you know, wait for the extermination company. I mean, they're right there. We got this, right? Let's do this. So that's going to really do it here. I just thought I'd give an update, give my opinion that the athletic director, maybe the president, somebody that works in the athletic office. Heck, if they're listening to this, I'd love for you to contact me. I'm open to talk with you. But I'm not going to tell you the questions I have beforehand, although I think you already know which questions I'm going to ask. And, you know, we can have a great conversation. I'd love to have an, a, the ability, because guess what? I'm open. I'm open to hearing what you have to say. Because I can't pass judgment on you until I know about you. Perhaps there is some way. We don't know. The chance is basically zero. But it's not actually zero. So yeah. I'm just saying I'm open. You can talk to me any way you want. I'd love to keep going. But this is a story that needs to continue being pushed. And that there needs to be investigation into it. This cannot continue to be something that's just talked about on Twitter. And that's it. And who knows, maybe there is a story going on. Maybe there is an investigation, and we just don't know about it. I don't know. What I do know is that the next episode, which is probably going to come out on Saturday, is going to be a lot more fun, because it's going to be the LSU Gymnastics Award Show. Although it'll probably have a more catchy name. Yes. Um, yeah, the LSU Gymnastics Award Show with several awards, which have not been named yet. Uh, and then, you know, the week following will be full of videos in which I give out the awards. So yeah, um, if you enjoyed this, why not share it with other people? Get the word out there to give some more context about the article done by Inside Gymnastics, which again, if you haven't read, why don't you do it? It's so well done, Ashley Bueller. You are a very good writer, and I hope more people tell you that. Um, get some more eyeballs on the actual situation. 
Um, yeah. So this has been a little bit of a thing out of nowhere. An extra episode of the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. So until next time, I've been Ben Schluter. Hope you have a fantastic next few days. And until next time, bye-bye.